Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where we watch movies that one or neither of us have ever seen. I'm Betsy and with me is my husband Trent. Hello. That's you. Hi Trent. Hi Betsy. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah. So last time we noticed that we had some sound problems. Uh, one of our microphones apparently decided not to work, so apologies if it didn't sound so great. Uh, we're working on a single mic this time while we try to figure out our problems. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for rolling with us a little bit while we figure out this whole podcast thing and technology and making things work. Uh, but this week uh, we are moving on to movie number four of the Best Picture nominees. And tonight we're going to be watching Nomad Land. Nomad Land. Nomad Land. So, Trent, what do you know about Nomad Land? So, Nomad Land to me is is probably going to be one of the more interesting things because it like geographically it is going to be uh, close to where we live. It's partially filmed from in what, the state of South Dakota. Yeah, from what I understand, a lot of it is actually filmed in uh, the state that we live in South Dakota uh, and and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, to my knowledge, it is starring Frances McDormand. Yep. Uh, an actress that we, we both really like. Uh, She's an American treasure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a star of Fargo. Married to a Cohen brother. Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't think this is one of theirs, though. No, this has nothing to do with them. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, um, Frances McDormand, uh, to my knowledge, this uh, her character is somebody who decides... You know what? We're, I'm gonna live off the land. I'm gonna travel around. I'm mm-hmm. going to be off the grid, as it were. No idea the reason why, but yeah, I as, think as, she loses her job, and it's just sort of a decision she makes. As a result, she decides she's gonna move around, stay here, stay there. I wonder how many people in the past year have uh, taken up this calling. Well, and that's one thing I do know. I believe that the people around her are really people who live like this people in the movie people in the movie they're not okay. actors they're actually people. i know that i know that they actually consulted with mm-hmm. people who who were living this life my understanding is that that's who's actually in it okay All right. so i know that um i know that uh the the director uh is it chloe zhao don't know i can't I'll look it up later. But she won Best Director at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, and I know she's up for an Oscar. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, good chance she'll win there. Ladies. Um, this one won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. That's right. So we'll see how it fares uh, overall. I'm, I'm interested to see this one. I think it looks really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm interested to see it. If, if nothing else, it is a different kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I remember what uh, was the movie Wild with, yep. uh, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. Reese. Um that was a similar type of thing, but more, uh, let's just call it upscale. And she was by herself. Yeah. 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 I, I do pick up that vibe, kind of that this will probably be a, a quieter film. Yeah. You know, a lot of landscape. Less wild. Yeah. Because she was, like, very much wild in her personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think, what was it? She just went away to get away from it. and Kind of, sort of. Not, not deal with her personal problems. <gasps> uh, this seems more like, you know what, I'm going to take some time, mm-hmm. get away from everything, um, possibly just live this life. Maybe, maybe she knew people who did it and um, she was inspired by them, but who knows? But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in uh, ju- just to see what the, how, how everybody is depicted. Yeah. And because, you know, our, our people, the people who live around us 
are hardly, if ever, represented in major motion pictures. It's true. The most recent example that it is fantastically represented is the movie Nebraska. <laughs> little, little did we know. <laughs> yes. I love the movie Nebraska. If for nothing else, there's one scene. If you haven't seen Nebraska, go see it. There's one scene that is in this living room. Bunch of dudes. Quintessential Midwest conversation. Just like talking about, hey, you remember that old Buick you had? Yep. What happened to that Buick? Oh, I Bro- sold it. Broke down. Yeah. Oh, that was a good car. Yeah, it was. Till it broke down. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's shit like that 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 I know. These are my people. Mm-hmm. And it rarely is that my people are represented in a film like this. So we'll see if there's some of that in this movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh very much looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and take a little break. Uh, we're gonna watch Nomad Land and we will be right back. So Nomadland. Nomadland. That was that was different. I that thought was, that was a beautiful movie. Yeah, it was very very nice. If there's a if there's a word to to put in front of this, it is pleasant and nice. And I had a little smile on my face. Yeah, almost. The, I went literally the whole movie alternating between having this just like serene smile. Mm-hmm. And crying, <laughs> I was keeping track, and my count, my we we have hit our first movie. There's always something, yeah. if not multiple movies, while we're watching Best Picture nominees every year, where I cry, and this one had me up to three. Okay, all right. <laughs> there were three moments in this movie that kind of got me happy going. cry. A little mix, a little okay. mix. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I, it was just, it was a nice movie. Yeah. It was really nice. So I'll go into some of the things that I really liked. So just kind of starting from the beginning, you know, that first title card, they basically just give you the summary of why she's here. Yeah. You know, the, the town of Empire, the business, the industry shut down, so mm-hmm. the town shut down. Yep. And then they got rid of the entire zip code. And I've never heard of such a thing. Like, I've heard mm-hmm. of communities, you know the whole community exists because of an industry. And when the industry right. dies, they die. You know, right. there's entire, like, abandoned uh, mining towns in South Dakota. They were in one. Yeah. That, I'm sure, is exactly what that was mm-hmm. when she was there. Yeah. Um, in West Virginia, in, like, coal mining towns that have closed. Um, but they're well, and, kind of... And, and that that entire... What, what they, they described it. The, the homes there were owned... By the company. Yep. That was company housing mm-hmm. for employees. Yeah. Like you got to live there and have your little life as long as you kept on working for that company. But the, when the company goes away, uh, you can't live there anymore. Right. Because nobody's paying for it. Is that something that's happening in North Dakota right now? Where they have all this oil, know. these oil fields. I know it's hard to find a place to live, well, and, and but I don't know if the company is actually fronting the housing. Usually not. Usually mm-hmm. not because there's such a demand for people. 
um, to go up there. And like there are a, a right as of this moment, there is a um, big crunch for just housing in general because there's a lot of people moving to smaller communities like like ours and um, mm-hmm. uh, to where she's talking about. Or she, she's in the movie here. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a sad it's a sad movie uh, at, at the same time. A little bit. Um, the reason she's she is doing what she's doing is because she kind of had no other choice. Like she describes it many times. Like yeah. I only stayed because my husband loved it there, and I loved the people there, and they all loved him. And it was just yeah. you know holding on to those memories. But you know, there are many many people. Like I was, you were watching the credits. Swanky was played by Swanky. That's yeah. a real person. Yeah. Like I said earlier, they're they're real people who do this, um, and just that kind of a life. It's a special kind of a way to live. It's very unique. Like you, just the stories you would have, the experiences, the people you would meet. Like these were the most real people I I've seen in a movie probably <laughs> so I, I i didn't take any notes i wanted to experience this movie uh totally raw just mm-hmm. seeing just ex- just having it all all come into me and i think that that helped a lot um the other three movies i took a lot of notes um this one i didn't think there was going to be a lot happening mm-hmm. uh not a lot to really jot down in specifics i i would remember the things that i that i needed to to say here but the one thing that I would say about this is this could have been a documentary. Yep. Easily. Mm-hmm. That documentary probably exists too. Yeah. Right. So uh, there are a couple, a couple few, uh, like what look like interviews mm-hmm. with these people. Yeah. Where it's just straight camera shot on them. It could be like there's you know a director behind the camera asking these people. Okay, well, tell me your story. I don't even think that that it could be. I think it is. I think that genuinely with those people, this yeah. is how they got there. Right. And I think that's why I'm 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 this is more of a documentary than it is a movie. Mhm. Um because of those interviews and those people being genuine, b- yeah. telling their stories. Well, and I I had the thought in there, you know, Frances McDormand does not have a lot of lines in this movie. Um I feel like a lot of it is probably improvised. Like she's literally just talking to these people, like talking to Swanky about rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like Swanky loved rocks. Yeah. Or, you know, these, these, you know, hippies with their dreadlocks selling their wares, you yeah. know, they're just people that they came across. Yeah. So she makes the comment in the movie about, I'm not homeless, I'm houseless. Yep. Because she's very much, you know, doing this by choice. Mm-hmm. I, watched um uh just like a little short video like a a buzzfeed thing or something somebody in california living in her car and it's because you know los angeles is such an expensive city she just made the choice to do it and she's like do you know how much money i save yeah every year like Mm -hmm. these people are not married to the idea of being tied down they're married to the idea of experiencing life and living life mm-hmm. and that was seriously the first time i cried when they're in the van and swanky is talking about how she went to alaska and she saw the swallows yeah. you know their their nesting grounds and in denver like cranes like landing near her and a family of moose and i was just 
I was just yeah. moved. Like right. it's just this woman has had these experiences that I've never had. Yeah. You know? and, it, and it would affect you differently than it would somebody else. Mm-hmm. Some people, these people, take in life much differently than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So they can get so much more out of these experiences than somebody like me who yeah. I've lived in a quote-unquote city my entire life. Yeah. Now, not, not, that's not to say that I can't enjoy being outside and, and experiencing the outdoors um, and getting away yeah but at the same time i still have the pull to go home yeah and that that home is a is an important thing to me now if you can detach yourself from that from a lot of your possessions a lot of just material things i mean you still have your stuff yeah you still have a life you still have friends Mm -hmm. you still have a job you still have to make money in in some fashion yeah she works she has plenty of jobs yeah, that was that was one of the things I found really interesting is just knowing the cycle. Like she knows where the work is and when mm-hmm. the work is. They yeah. start at the Amazon factory, uh, Amazon shipping center. Excuse yeah. me. During um, at the holiday holidays. season, because hey, guess what? Amazon pays a whole lot of money mm-hmm. uh, during the holiday season for part time be- people for, for temp work, holiday pay. Um, they pay a whole lot of money for you to come in with the extra the extra work that is needed. And then at the end of the holidays, it's not as busy, so get out of here. Did they say where that one was? No, I don't think I, I, I don't think they. That. I don't think they said. Yeah, so she knows where that is. She knows that there's there's the beet the beet uh, farming, the beet harvest in, in, Nebraska. in Nebraska. And one other thing that they mentioned that Amazon actually pays uh, for either they either have a special rate for that RV park Mm -hmm. or they might just have the entire thing rented for those people who are working there because they probably just take advantage of the people who happen to be around. They've tapped into this. They tap in. uh, Yeah. And that's, that's smart Mm -hmm. from Amazon, Amazon's point of view, um, to, Hey, get these people who are hard workers and they know what to do. And seasonal workers in places like the Badlands. The Badlands. And Rapid City. And Wall Drug. I had such a huge smile on my face. Okay, guys. Wall Drug. We, we, need never... to, we need to explain to the listeners, because I'm sure many of them are unfamiliar with the concept of Wall Drug. Wall Drug is... Oh, hot. oh man. Wall Drug is the biggest tourist trap yes. i would say in south dakota it is probably one of the biggest tourist traps in the world yes there are signs if you've been to germany there, there are, are places signs. in germany all over europe mm-hmm. where you'll say this many miles to wall drug yeah and Fra- what is it uh free ice water free ice water and five cent coffee or yep. something to that effect yep wall drug the people the commerce center of wall drug have they're advertising <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. If they could put a sign on the moon, they, they would, would do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't don't. I wouldn't put it past them to, to go to NASA or SpaceX or whoever's going to the moon these days to actually do such a thing. Someone has a record of where every single one of those signs is. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I want. I want to know. I love Wall Drugs so much. <laughs> I screamed when when they finally got to. Betsy can 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 confirm this. <laughs> I can. I, I screamed when they actually showed them 
immediately immediately I knew where there was be, where they were because number one they're wearing the Waldrick hats yeah. the Trent, paper hats what is your favorite thing about Waldrug the donuts and what were they doing they're making donuts <laughs> oh my god oh my god I was so excited when I saw that. So they were in the back of uh, the, the back kitchen. Basically, this is a restaurant. Yep. Where they're working, where all the tourists can come in. They have breakfast, lunch, it's and dinner. It's the restaurant It is in the restaurant in Waldrug. Everybody goes there. Um, when we were out there, uh, oh gosh, it was like eight years it's ago It's probably or something. eight, nine years ago now. But we stopped there and it yep. was packed. Yeah. That place is always packed. And, and when we talk about a tourist trap, this isn't just like, oh, here's some monuments. It's shopping. It's souvenirs. Yep. It's, it's tchotchkes. Tchotchkes, exactly. And, and cheesy photo opportunities. Yeah. If you want to find uh, a South Dakota license plate with your name on it, they're going to have it. Yes. They have my name. Yeah. The, the name Betsy can be found on cups or something yeah. at Wall Drug. And I never, not a common never thing. find my name on stuff. I don't think we found my name, did we? I feel like we probably did. Probably so. I somewhere. guess we have to make another trip to I Wall guess. Drug. <laughs> but yes, Wall Drug is that kind of thing. It is almost to the Black Hills of South Dakota where Mount Rushmore is, if you're not familiar. And speaking of that, so where Frances McDormand got like basically went up into the mountains where she was like holding her arms out and being in the mountains amongst um all the different pine trees in the air in the big forest mm-hmm. um there was a big spring where she got naked and was uh, floating, floating down the water floating in the yep. spring that exists i've been near there she drove by a buffalo mm-hmm. i've been down that road before yep. so it was a real treat to see, to see something i'm very familiar with um, at the same time, the Badlands. The Badlands is a very, very unique attraction. Not a lot of stuff like that exists around the world and just happens to be, you know, 300 miles down the road from us. Well, and, and that little stretch, the Badlands, Waldrug, and the Black Hills, yeah. you know, are like an hour. It's they're, like yeah, an hour They're or all two. <laughs> within about 100 miles of each other. And it's, it is all tourist stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you're, if you're familiar with uh, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally... Sturgis is on just just maybe about an hour uh, past that past all of that. So again, a lot of tourists coming in. It's one of the only things that my that that our state has going for it mm-hmm. is tourism. Especially at that time of the year, she's working there in the summertime in this yeah. movie. And yeah, absolutely, like the Badlands. I don't think about the Badlands as a campground, but yeah, there's plenty of places to oh, yeah. camp. Yeah, and we when we because it's a, it's you know a desert. <laughs> yeah, we went to we went through the Badlands um, when we visited the Black Hills mm-hmm. years and years the ago. The scenic loop. All we did was drive through, and there was so much stuff that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. And there would have been, um, you know, t- um, uh, tours going around and telling you the history, just ex- just like park the, rangers. Um, par- yeah, park rangers telling you about. The Badlands and, and and whatever else. So that was a real treat um, to, to see depicted. And again, it's kind of a nothing thing. Mm-hmm. It's just depicting, okay, here's the places where they're working and yeah. this is what they're experiencing. And The people, the places that she's working and the people she's around, um, it makes sense to me. The seasonal help, like she has literally a wall drug. She's got a... A name tag on where it has her state on it. It says Fern, Nevada. 
So I never really paid attention, but now I want to go to Wall Drug and just in the summertime see where people are coming from. Yeah, I, I don't think I, <laughs> I, I I didn't notice that that they had the yeah. states on there, but I don't I didn't on really hers it did. yeah I didn't really get get it um, um, what what that meant. But yeah, that makes sense. Oh. They also went to the reptile gardens. Yeah, that was the other place yes. they went when she's covered in the snake and then the big crocodile. Okay, yes. so the crocodile, that's the one we saw. We went to the reptile gardens the last time we were out there. Yes, and that's the one that Nicholas Cage talked about. There is a there is a plaque, <laughs> a quote from the Nicholas Cage. He was there when they filmed National Treasure Two, out in South Dakota. Yep, and he he. Uh, he said something to the effect of that that crocodile that's featured in the movie is the most magnificent creature that he's ever seen. Direct like it's quote, guys. quoted on the wall. It's so uh, great. I recognize that crocodile immediately. Yes. Oh. Uh, I loved it. We so have much. some weird shit in this state, guys. We do. It's and, all stuff that was built in the '60s when the yeah. interstate was new. Yeah. So you're driving across South Dakota. You have to understand from where we are. To the opposite side. That's five hours. Yeah. Five hours. And it is a long and flat and boring drive. <laughs> half of it is flat. <laughs> okay. The first half yeah. is very long and flat and boring. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes. So that's that's our little indulgence uh, for this movie. Um, yeah. That made me really happy. We have spent so much time talking about that part just because we know it. Like so many people are going to yeah. watch this movie and they're like, what is this place? Yeah. What is this? What <laughs> like, is this? That was terrible location. It's barely, just a restaurant. What's, what's going on? Barely scratching the surface. Meanwhile, you're like, I've eaten in that restaurant. Yes. Yes. Where, where, uh, uh what's his name? Dave? Uh, is James? Dave? What? The, the older dude. Uh, her friend? Her friend. Dave. Dave. Yeah. So, uh, Dave's son comes in to meet him at the wall drug restaurant. He's sitting in that restaurant. I've been in that room, and I ha- I've had lunch there many times. Many times? Many times. All right. Um, so to change course a little bit, um, his son, okay. James, I was looking into this because I was curious. That is David Strathern's actual son. No shit. Yeah. No wonder they looked so I much alike. I was like, he really looks like him. <laughs> oh, well, that would be because it is his son. That's fantastic. Yeah. Also, he, up until recently, was married to Grace Gummer. Does that name ring a bell? It does not. Grace Gummer was on Newsroom. Okay. She was the girl that Jim was dating in the later seasons. Oh. And her mom is Meryl Streep. Ah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, his mother-in-law is Meryl Streep. Sorry, that's just one of those fun little nuggets that I just looked into, and I was like, oh, well, right, there's then. that then. All right, then, sure. Yeah. Man. But, yeah, that's his real son. Also, I never really, I didn't click, she calls him Dave. Oh, yeah, his name is Dave. His name is David. <laughs> <laughs> David Strather, that makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, it makes it easier, guys. It does. Um, um, she's So, she's very close. Her name is Fern. In the movie, yeah. but you know she's Frances. Yeah. But I thought she did such a wonderful job in this. She, it, Frances McDormand, is a tremendous, tremendous actress. Mm-hmm. I have seen her in movies like, um, uh, what's it called, Burn After Reading, yep. and Fargo, where yep. she's kind of out there and a little over, like maybe not. She's so much, a little weird. Not maybe not so much Fargo, but certainly in Burn After Reading, she's like over the top. Yeah. And she's weird. And here she was so subtle. Yeah. Like that was so like quiet and internal mm-hmm. um so 
the, the, the most recent Frances McDormand movie that we've seen is The Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, yeah. Missouri. And she's intense in that and one. And she is like herself to 11. It's It really seems like yeah. she's just playing herself at that point and just being, being snotty, being just combative, yep. and just being uh, just... I, I, I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. But she was very entertaining in that movie. At the same time, she was fantastic in that movie as well. Yeah. I know she won a lot the pe- Academy Award. Yes, I, I know there's a lot of people who don't really like that movie, but she was really good in that movie. Yep. Uh, for sure. So um, so that was the last thing I saw her in. Uh, I haven't seen her in... Uh, basically, I've seen everything that you just mentioned. Yep. And, you know, it was a very subtle, uh, subdued yeah. uh, acting performance here. And I'll tell you this. There's nothing about Frances McDormand, as she would probably fully admit this. There's nothing about her that is glamorous. No. And I think she, her not being that and never being that, be comfortable with herself and who mm. she is, even personally, allowed her to be her most down-to-earth self that could really represent the feelings and opinions of these no She's believable in this role. There's there's some actors that couldn't do this. They're too Hollywood. No. They're too, like, pretty. They're too, I don't know. Do you want to be filmed? Do you want to be filmed shitting into a bucket? <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> First scene in the movie, she's peeing in a field. Yeah. <laughs> Standing up. Yeah. You know? You're not going to see a whole lot of Hollywood actresses. No. Even actors do that uh, unless it's for comedic purposes yeah but this is this is completely played off as real and serious Mm -hmm. and this is what you do guys yeah this is not a glamorous thing uh it's it's not like hitting their open the open road and oh shucks we're gonna have an adventure they have a whole scene where they're having like a a meetup of people who do this like a Living in your van 101, you need to learn how to change a tire, and Mm -hmm. you need to learn how to carry around a big bucket for you to poop in. (laughs) And and true to form, uh, there are many, many Facebook groups and like YouTube channels that they refer to and talk about in the movie uh, (laughs) that is probably very very true to life. That was that's an interesting thing that they they actually touched on. Like for people who kind of live this disconnected life, that they do stay connected yeah. through Facebook mm-hmm. and and the internet. Yeah, like it's not that it, they're devoid of technology. Sure, they they do connect with people. Yeah, um, but. They're just not tied down. Like, I, I kind of said something while we were watching the movie. Um, her van breaks down, and she needs money. So who does she call? She calls her sister. And her sister says, okay, I'll give you the money, but you have to come get it in person. She says, well, can't you just wire it to me? No, you yeah. will come see me yeah. because it's the only time I will see you for who knows how long. Yeah. And she has that whole scene where she's like, you weren't around, and that really, really sucks. Yeah, she said it left a hole. Uh, and, and like they grew up together, they're mm-hmm. sisters. Um, but when she left, it, it left a hole and, um, Fern said, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. That's on me. Yep. Um, I have to live with that. Yep. Uh, I, I have to live with the fact that I've, you know, I don't know if it's a disappointment or, mm-hmm. um, just, just being absent 
is something that she has to live with. Yeah. Um, and I think she she genuinely feels bad that she is leaving leaving people behind and letting people down. And she is a genuinely likable person. Mm-hmm. Like she's every, an intelligent person. Everybody who is that she comes across and meets um, throughout her travels. They all say, hey, Fern, they, 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 they wave at her as she's walking by, and she's a genuinely likable person. Mm-hmm. You know, she, uh, a lot of people are missing out on her. Yeah. But she withdraws. She's always one of the last people to leave camp. Yeah, she was. There's a lot of people who travel together from place to place. She doesn't go. They're she's a, a loner. Yeah. yeah, she's a loner. Mm-hmm. And... Near the end of the movie, um, she's basically invited to stay at the the, the uh, Dave, Dave's family's house mm-hmm. in their guest house, free. Yeah, you Just don't have stay. to go anywhere. Just stay. We like you. We being want around. we want you here. You we like you, and the gal sat on the porch. You know, yeah, he he really talks talks really uh, talks about you a lot and is, uh, really really likes you, mm-hmm. and. And I don't think it's any kind of romantic thing. No, you know, maybe it's, a little, but like I, I, it, it's kind of hard. Like you get that vibe a little bit in the movie, but yeah, I think mostly it's just be that, expected. That but kinship I, of understanding yes. each other, right? And he's amongst his family who don't know what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. He's been absent from them, but he's there. I think the family is appreciative that he is there, and they can forgive his absence from before because yeah. they got a new baby. They, they want him there for the, for the baby well, to be a grandfather. And it's, it's the juxtaposition of those two scenes. So he's got this family who's like, Hey, come on in. You're welcome. It's, yeah. We love you. Come stay with us. Live with us. You know, you can stay longer. You can live in our house. And meanwhile, when she was with her sister, yeah. her own sister, her husband makes some comment about how she just sort of like, He's flaked re- out. Well, he's a realtor. Well, not even that. Like, he just says, oh, you just kind of dropped everything and just, yeah. like, went off. And she's like, oh, yeah. is that what I did? Yeah. Like, it was her choice to yeah. be, you know, completely disenfranchised from it, her it was, community. It was very much an insensitive comment. I don't think it was meant to be No, and he uh, apologized. But... Totally, totally. And he... But she, they don't get it. No. They don't get it. And I think she, she not only has to like defend her lifestyle mm-hmm. to her own family she probably continues to defend it to herself yeah because she's got uh, like i don't really know the relationship at the beginning of the movie where she's in the the hardware the the sporting goods store and she sees somebody with her daughters come by i think the implication is like, there is that she they were people who lived in the community okay like that's kind of the suggestion yeah like, I, she I didn't was, really get the, the connection was, there um, she was near Empire at the beginning because she went to her storage locker. Yeah, yeah. So she was in that area. Okay. So I think it was probably somebody who she knew from that area. Who maybe moved on and got another job yeah, somewhere Yeah, they else. got a house. They relocated. Yeah. But they know who she is, which is why they're like, you can come stay with us. How many times in the movie? Yeah. Come see me. Come mm-hmm. stay with me. Yeah. And she yeah. keeps saying, no, no, I'm fine. I'm so okay. I, I don't Strangers. Need, yeah, I don't need your help. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the gal at the... Uh, the, the gas station. The gas station truck stop saying, yeah. you know, hey, it's going to get really cold here I tonight. I don't want to overstep. Um, I don't want to tell you what, how you live your life or do how, how to how to do what you're doing. But there's a church down the street. They got an empty bed. Mm-hmm. Go on and get warm and you'll be fine. Yeah. And she's like, I am fine. 
don't stop fussing over me. This is my choice. Mm-hmm. One more thing I wanted to say, going to the whole documentary thing, and these people being genuine, I think this movie could have depicted this in, in a completely different way. They could have played it up, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They had the utmost respect and even, even admiration for the people who choose this life. Yeah. Because for the most part, it is a choice. There are some people in the group that rail against, you know, the the capitalism. They rail against, you know, the money, man kind of a thing. Money, moneyed interests in corporate America and things like that. There are people who actively are against that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Real and estate. Some people, you know what? Like that last guy, that last guy that they interviewed, mm-hmm. he lost his son. That was cry number two. (laughs) Yeah. He lost his son at a relatively young age when he was like 28. Mm -hmm. It's been five years since then. And he still can't even talk about it. Yeah. And there comes a point where maybe you're just lost. Well, You're lost without that connection, that, that, that other life. That's kind of what they were driving at. Like when you heard the stories of how they got here, like they all had some really... Kind of terrible things happen in their lives, like family members dying, these, you know, long, painful deaths and um, a lot of disease, a lot of disease. And like um, Swanky, the woman, you know, she she finds out she had lung cancer and now it's carcinoma. It's spread to her brain. Yeah. And she knows her days are numbered. And she's like, no, I ain't going to the hospital. I'm done with hospitals. I'm not going to spend any more time in a room. I'm going to live my life. How mm-hmm. I want to live it, how I have been living it, yeah. and have more experiences because that's why we're doing this. It, I, I like watching this. I got it. Like I understood it. Totally. Could I do it? I don't know. I and don't I, know. But it makes me want to. Yeah. Like and just it, living day by day, working when you have to work, and living when you want to yeah, live. Earning the money enough to get by. Yeah. You know, buy provisions and. The things that you really can't afford sometimes are the big expenses. Like her van broke down. She needed $2,300. And that's not something you're going to just have lying around if you're living in a van only working part time. Yeah. So. And sometimes you're not working at all. Yeah. Because you can't. There's just nothing around. Mm -hmm. And she's just eating soup in the back of her van. And there was that scene where she's eating fried chicken. And I just thought. What a treat. Yeah. Like, that's that's a treat. Like, right. she's going to splurge on a piece of fried chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, neither of us will likely ever experience. Yeah. But I, I respect the hell out of people who who have the clarity of knowing them, their own selves, knowing their own minds, to know, I can do this. And I want what, to do this. And knowing what they can do without. Mm-hmm. How, what, what they can live without, what they can go without experiencing yeah. on a daily basis, or um, just the, the creature comforts of a home life, yeah. a toilet, yeah. a shower, things like that. And just stuff. Like Swanky literally says, here's a big pile of stuff. I put a thing on Facebook. I hope they come and take it. Right. That that was my grandma gave me that. Yeah. I hope you enjoy Treat it. Treat it well. Treat it well. Yeah. And then later in the movie, she clears out her storage locker. And she's like, I'm not gonna miss a thing. Yeah. She just cleanses the palette. She's like, yeah. Nope. Here, take it. It's just stuff. Yeah. 
it's just stuff. And she's she was clinging to it uh, since her husband died, mm-hmm. and you know maybe hanging on to the the idea that maybe she might go back. She might try to go back, have a, have the same life as she had, um, get a job, move away, do the things that quote unquote normal people do, and it's just, she's just not that person. Mm-hmm. And it was depicted at the end. You know, she went back to her old house that yeah. she shared with her husband. And she walked around and, you know, it's empty and it's disheveled. And you know what? This is uh, the, the thing that, that she appreciated was out the back door. It was a barren field of nothing, of mm-hmm. desert and the mountains in the background. It's beautiful. And that was the thing she appreciated the most about it. And yeah. that's what she gets to experience every day. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, I want to talk about like the texture of this movie, the way this movie is shot, the way this movie sounds. So it's like almost all natural light. Yeah. Like almost the entire movie. Yeah. Like it's hard to see sometimes mm-hmm. because it's dark mm-hmm. and and um, they really use that to great effect. Yeah. Like it's so like, how do you, how, what do you, what do you call it? It's warm. It's serene. Mm. It's it's calm like so many sunrises and sunsets yeah. and beautiful a lot of shots of the sky blue skies and pink skies and just open and i just i oh yeah i can understand why chloe Zhao got nominated for directing and has a very good chance of winning because that was yeah. just beautifully done yeah so beautiful yeah um and also the music very little the, so this was one thing I kind of picked up on. So at the beginning, I was thinking, there's been no music yep, yep. for a long time. I, I noticed the first time that it did come in during one of her trips, and it's all the entire movie is just piano music. No, music. but no, here, this is where it gets good. What? So it started as piano, and I wrote down, it's so sad. Yeah. Like, it was moving me. It's, it's like very melancholy. Yes, yeah. that was the word I wrote down was melancholy. Yeah. But later in the movie, as she started making more attachments, they brought in the strings and they kind of, it kind of um, grew the music. It, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It enhanced it. So it mm. was marrying the two things. So it was a lot of strings mm-hmm. and piano. So I didn't notice that. I, I, yeah. I noticed the piano, it got but a I lot, didn't It that. got a lot more, okay. Okay. a lot more. Um, Just full. Full. Yeah. Thank you. And then at the end, it went right back to the yeah, piano. Yeah, it went back to the piano. The the simpleness of it. And that was crying number three. <laughs> like, genuinely, I thought at the beginning of the movie, the first time the piano came in, I was like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. It's so melancholy. It makes me want to cry. And then at the end of the movie, after witnessing the whole thing, experiencing the whole movie, mm-hmm. I kind of was crying. I mean, and you, could, you could take that metaphor as... At the beginning, she doesn't really have anything. She's doing yep. this life. This is it's fairly new to her. Mm-hmm. Like with this is within a year of her starting this. As it goes on, she's like meeting a bunch of people and like getting in with some friends and meeting this guy Dave. Dave's family invited them to live with him, and her life is filling up. Yep. But in the end, she gets rid of the filler. She gets rid of all the stuff. She gets rid of she all the stuff. She leaves that. She wants her simple life. Yeah. She wants her simple music. Yeah. You know, take that a, 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 as whatever you want, but that's. And then just driving off into yeah. the mountains alone. Again, no cars, no buildings. It's just her in her van driving. Oh, oh, 
I just thought it was beautiful. I thought yeah. it was so good. Yeah. So, all right, let's get the nominations here. So first of all, uh, Frances McDormand has been nominated for an Academy Award six times. Six. Oh, she, National Treasure. Frances <laughs> McDormand. Yes. There's one in here. Hang on. Did I actually see? Yes, she was nominated. This is one I want to watch because I know you haven't seen it. Um, never best, seen it. Never ne- seen it. The podcast, guys. Almost Famous. She she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I've never seen and it. The, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I love her in that movie. I love her so much. But she won for Fargo and she won yes. for Three Billboards. So yeah. uh, it also said, this was interesting too. See, I, I live on IMDb, guys. If I don't know somebody's name or I'm just curious to know more about them, I live on IMDb. I'm very sorry. Uh, she is also nominated for Best Picture because she's a producer on this movie. Yep. Uh, she is the first actress nominated for acting and producing for the same film. So All right. go figure. Um, she's the female George Clooney, guys. <laughs> there you go. And she's been in movies with George Clooney. Um, so, okay. Nomadland is up for Best Picture. Uh, Best Actress in a Lead Role. Best Achievement in Directing. Best Adapted Screenplay. It was based on a book. Okay. Um, you had asked that. Best Achievement in Film Editing. And best achievement in cinematography. So I think this has cinematography is should be a lock. Oh, I think this has a very strong chance Jeez. for winning for cinematography. I, 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 I wouldn't say editing, directing. I think would be up there for sure. I think directing and cinematography, if not taking the big prize. I know yeah. this one has been gaining some momentum. Yeah. As far as best picture, it won at the Golden Globes. Um. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. So we're about ha- we are halfway through now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a one that is going to have to sit with me for a while. Yeah, just to see how I how I feel about it tomorrow and in the in the coming weeks. Um, but I really liked it for what it was. You know, a lot of movies you're going to watch that are trying to be more than what they should be, and this is one of those that you know what, just let it be. Just yep. let it be what it is. It doesn't have to be flashy. You don't have to have big acting. No. Or a lot of emotion. There was no. barely any of that in this movie. And it was I appreciate that. Yeah. It was delicately yeah. done. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it uh, later. Mm. But right right now, um, that's that's up there. That's up there for me. Yeah. I really like this one, like, a lot. and. Yeah. Uh, for completely different reasons than the last movie, like where where promising young woman is like punch punch punch. Yeah, this one is like just breeze. Yeah, light, airy. So that's Nomadland. That's Nomadland number four of eight. We're halfway there of our twenty twenty one Oscar series. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure what we're gonna do next. Um. We'll see, we'll see what actually comes to town, because as of now, there's one movie that may not be available for a while. Uh, we got a couple more movies that are, um, I think, available only for like twenty dollar rentals, and one more on Netflix. So we might be doing that one next, guys. We'll see. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what comes next? It'll be a surprise. Yeah. But Trent, tell the people how can they find us? Oh, well. You people out there can um, contact us 
in a number of different ways. On the Twitters. On the Twitters. <laughs> if you're into the Twitters. You know, some days I'm kind of into it. Some days I'm not. Some days you're really into it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, Twitter page at never seen it underscore pod. Never seen it underscore pod. Or you can just email us at uh, never seen it pod at gmail.com. Give us some suggestions for movies that you might want to see. Um, might want give us, us to see. Right. Um, give us uh, your feedback if uh, you think we're a bunch of bunch of dummies who don't know what we're talking about. Couple of rambling fools. If you have corrections. <laughs> Betsy? Yes. We've got nothing wrong. We've got nothing. We would never we need corrections on this podcast. We are infallible. When it comes to what opinions, opinions about we, movies. we have on movies. Our opinions are Our rock solid. Fact. 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 <laughs> um, but yes, if uh, if you want to contact us to give us some feedback, you want to tell us we're stinky and uh, don't know what we're talking about, do that too. <laughs> or tell us you love us and shower us with praises. We like we like that. No. Except we're, we're no, quiet Midwesterners. We'll probably be like, oh gosh, please don't. <laughs> I don't do compliments well, guys. <laughs> Uh, all right. That'll do it. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time on Never Seen It. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.